0: The good news is finally here. Friends, listen to me. This is serious business. What the world needs today is Jesus. The Bible says in John 3.16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones, with Lamb Lion Ministry. And it's great to have you being part of our program today. We have a great program prepared to you today that we have titled Prophetic Temples as we dive into the book of Ezekiel chapter 40. For those of you following us on social media, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and family so they can follow along with us. And if you own a Bible, we'd love for you to get your Bibles ready to journey with us in the book of Ezekiel. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if you will open us up with a word of prayer.
1: Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for what we're about to read with Ezekiel chapters 40 through 48. Uh, Lord, this is uh, your victory, and we long for that as your children. So we pray, Lord, uh, open up your meaning to us so we may understand your word and understand you better, and the great victory that's coming for all your children. We thank you, Lord Jesus, in your precious name. Amen.
0: Mm, amen. Again, you tuned into Exodus You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Again, our topic is that of prophetic temples, Ezekiel chapter 40. But before I continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host of the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, it's great to be on again with you. Yes, brother. It's
1: a highlight of the week. Uh, welcome all. We're so glad you tuned in to our Truth Will Set You Free podcast as we study the book of Ezekiel.
0: Amen. And Nathan, I say it's always a joy for us to connect again because you and Tim have been traveling. You guys are always off to a lot of amazing adventures. So where where have things been taking you guys lately?
1: Well, uh, folks, uh, Christ in Prophecy, which is our television program, it's been on air since 2002 and continues. And now it's 21st season. Before it was a TV show, it was a radio show for 20 years. Dr. David Reagan a 15 minutes. He'd record. It was a just a 15-minute program. And uh, so Tim and I want to bring it back to the radio. We're going to, of course, keep the television program, but uh, we're getting on the radio. So we flew out to um, the Burbank area in California to meet with RK Media. Uh, Roger Kemp is the many decades of experience in radio and a wonderful crew. They're, they're helping us get the radio program together and connect us with radio stations because you can't get on a radio station uh you know, without an agent or an agency. And so he's going to help us do that. Uh, Very different than podcasting, Vic. I I kind of walked in as we recorded our first two episodes thinking, hey, you know, this is going to be very similar to podcasting. But, uh, you know, there's a lot more commercial breaks and uh, uh, segments and things like that. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to us meeting a, a need because there's so many radio listeners out there. We, we love our podcasters. We're going to keep doing this podcast. Uh, but on our XML feed, we're going to add the radio program once it's ready. And so there'll be even more opportunities for folks to follow uh, Christ and Prophecy Television, Christ and Prophecy Radio, and, of course, our The Truth Will Set You Free podcast. Uh, we're trying to get the gospel out to as many people as we can as quickly as we can, and we're adding radio to reach more people for Jesus Christ.
0: Nathan, that is super exciting. Uh, Yeah, I think radio is fantastic. I remember over 20 years ago when I started, when I had just started out in ministry, one of the areas that I felt was, man, if I could get on radio, that would be great. And the Lord for many years opened up that opportunity. And it is a wonderful way to connect with people, Nathan, especially people that are driving, they're stuck in traffic, Uh, maybe some of them are frustrated, but then they tune in. And suddenly they hear the Lord speaking to them through a program uh, right there in the car. So I I think it's going to be fantastic, Nate. Well, I I just praise the Lord for
1: bringing you to Lamb and Lion Ministries. I remember back in 2010 when I'd be a guest on your radio program down there in the Miami area. And I don't know if folks knew that you're a radio personality down there. And so uh, it was great, man. We got to repurpose those radio programs into podcasts and Now we just do podcasting. But I got to say, brother, if if there's any way that I can do radio, at least with a modicum of, of experience, it's because of doing these podcasts and radio programs with you all these years.
0: Oh, Nathan, it's it's a joy because the Lord put us together, and it's really neat now to see what God is doing with you guys in the ministry. And I just think it's it's a fantastic opportunity uh, for our listeners to also make note of that, Nate, because now, like you said, they're going to have another outlet where they will be able to stay tuned to the ministry and learn about the wonderful things that God is doing. And Nate, speaking of, of that, uh, maybe someone is new to the ministry and they don't they don't they won't know how to get a hold of our resources. Might you be able to share with them how they can do that? Absolutely.
1: Well, if you want to connect with our TV program, soon our radio
0: program, these podcasts,
1: articles, our prophetic perspectives, videos, our magazine, our e-newsletter, and social media, it's all on our website at Christinprophecy.org, or you can download our Lamb and Lion app. Uh, both of those are fantastic ways to connect with the Lamb and Lion Ministries teaching of the Bible prophecy. You know, 31% of the Bible is prophecy. So it's very important that we understand that Jesus wins, and because he wins, his children win through him. And uh, that's exciting, brother. And that's the message that we've been sharing. So I direct all folks to go to christinprophecy.org.
0: That is fantastic. And now let's pause for a commercial break. No, I'm just kidding, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And now in the news.
0: <laughs> well, we always have a lot of fun here, right, Nathan, as people know. But podcasting, the way that it's fun, but we, you and I, we don't have a lot of uh, those little breaks in between. But radio, sometimes that is required to share more information during the program in case somebody happens to be tuning in for the first time.
1: Yes. And you do that very well. You know, you, you remind people what podcasts are tuned in quite frequently, so Brother, I I appreciate that. Again, whatever I've learned and how to do some radio, I've learned from you.
0: Oh, praise the Lord, Nate. We're we're just excited that the Lord can use us to uh, be able to bring God's word to the people. And that's what, Nathan, you and I have been doing for over 10 years as we have been making our way through many books of the Bible, talking about Bible prophecy. Uh, As a matter of fact, right now, you and I are on this journey through the book of Ezekiel. And Nathan, we've arrived to chapter 40, right?
1: (laughs) Wow. I know uh, people are like, man, when are you going to get to the good stuff? You know, people love chapters 36 through 39 because it's about Israel coming back from the dead as a nation and then facing one of their greatest crises, the Gog-Magog War. You know, so people were anxious for us to get through the history. And now we were in the current events, chapters 36 through 39. But entering chapter 40, we're in a new section of Ezekiel, and it's about the future and a
0: glorious future it is. And this is also just as exciting, and our hope is that individuals will grab hold of these next chapters and that we're going to be talking about uh, a very important aspect of prophecy in the future, uh, God's temple. And also there have been various temples in history, and we'll be able to talk about the meaning of these also uh, these prophetic temples. So Nathan, I want to just uh, encourage people to follow along with us. And for those of you that just tuned in, again, you are tuned into a Tutu Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition, Dick Batista, and Nathan Jones. Again, our topic is prophetic temples. And we would invite you to open your Bibles and follow with us as we study God's word. So, Nate, will you be able to open us up to chapter 40 and read in verses 1 through 3 and I'll read verses uh, 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 4 through 5 just in case someone doesn't have a Bible?
1: Absolutely. In the 25th year of our captivity at the beginning of the year, on the 10th day of the month, in the 14th year after the city was captured, on the very same day, the hand of the Lord was upon me and he took me there in the visions of God. He took me into the land of Israel and set me on a very high mountain and on it towards the south was something like the structure of a city. He took me there and behold, there was a man whose appearance was like the appearance of bronze. He had a line of flax and a measuring rod in his hand, and he stood in the gateway.
0: I'm sorry, Nate, let me I apologize. I am looking at I, I um. I'm looking at the version that I've been using, so I'm going to have to flip over here because we're using the new King James version.
1: OK, I mean, I don't have a problem if you want to use a different version.
0: But uh, I, I think I've got it. So verse four and uh, the man said to me, son of man, look with your eyes and hear with your ears and notice something important here. And fix your mind on everything I show you, for the for you were brought here so that I might show them to you. Declares the house of Israel, everything you see. Now there was a wall all around and outside of the temple. In the man's hand was a measuring rod, six cubit long, each being a cubit and and a handbreadth, and he measured the width of the wall structure, one rod and the height one rod. So Nathan, here now we are entering into this other next section of the book of Ezekiel and verse 1 opens up by letting individuals know the time frame when this was happening. and it says they're in the 25th year of our captivity. So we notice, right, Nate, as you share with us in the opening uh, 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 of the book of Ezekiel, that right now they are captives, and uh, this is, time has passed now when, it, when, when all this is being shown to Ezekiel, and he speaks about the time frame of the captivity. Yeah, I
1: mean, when we began the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel had just turned 30, which was the legal age for the priesthood. Uh, it's interesting, most people don't realize that the priesthood you only served officially from 30 to 50. After 50, which, you know, I just turned 50 recently, so you and I'd be out of a job.
0: Congratulations, but,
1: baby. <laughs> yeah, we're too old. Go figure, right? But uh, at the time, you know, you only had like a 20 year window in, in the priesthood. And uh, so he, Ezekiel got his call from God. And at the time, he was called to tell the elders of Jerusalem why they were going to be besieged by the Babylonians and destroyed. Well, In 586, we know historically, Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came down and destroyed Jerusalem and exiled the the remainder of the people in the third exile up to Babylon. So now we're 25 years into the captivity. So if we take uh, 586 and subtract 25, it's about, you know, 560, 561 BC. And so they're well into the captivity. Jerusalem's destroyed. The Jewish people are in turmoil because they're living in a foreign land or, They're thinking God has deserted them. Their home is destroyed. The temple of God is destroyed. And this is where God is going to give Ezekiel a prophecy about the future to let the people know, hey, God has not abandoned them. He's just disciplining them because of their sins. He wants them to repent and be restored to him. And when they are, there's going to be a glorious future. And he's going to now show us what the millennial temple is going to look like.
0: Nate, and this is fascinating because as as individuals uh, uh, open up and follow along with us, not only that, but we find that prophet Daniel was also a forerunner with Ezekiel, right, Nate? Because when you look at these books together and the timing of everything, we come to notice that Daniel was also a captive. And uh, here we have Ezekiel also speaking about the time of his exile as well.
1: Yeah, Ezekiel's a little older than Daniel. Daniel refers to Ezekiel. Uh, at, at one point, but they're but they're contemporaries. They're both exilic prophets, in other words, prophets in exile. Uh, and Ezekiel, though, um, is getting to explain what the the future is here in in great detail. Now, bear in mind that up in heaven, God's throne room is considered the temple. There's even, as we read it, wrote in our book, The Mighty Angels of Revelation. Uh, We were introduced to the altar angel who there's an altar in front of uh, the God, the Trinity. And that's actually the incense that comes from it is the prayers of the saints. And there's a measuring angel, an angel that we'll see throughout the Bible that shows up to measure things. Pretty fascinating. And so here Ezekiel is getting to meet this measuring angel who's going to measure the dimensions of the millennial temple. Now, as like I said, there's a temple in heaven. Uh, but then God said, okay, I'm going to make a small little version that points to the heavenly temple, and that was the tabernacle, and so for hundreds of years, the Jewish people had the tabernacle, which is a tent, a tent, for all the dimensions were just a smaller version of the bigger temple, the throne room of God, and the tent by Solomon replaced with an actual temple, and so that temple uh, lasted uh, until Zerubbabel it got destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar, and Zerubbabel would come and and with him and Haggai and Zechariah and they would rebuild the temple after the exile but what we're going to read here is that that temple which we know was destroyed in 70 AD by the Romans will be rebuilt during the tribulation period to come as the third temple because we know the Jewish people will do sacrifices in the temple again and the Antichrist will desecrate the temple but we're not talking about the third temple we're not talking about the second temple ezekiel is going to explain the temple during the millennial kingdom of christ after christ returns he's going to defeat the antichrist that third temple that's desecrated will be destroyed and jesus himself will build his capital building his throne room in jerusalem and that's the temple we're talking about but again it's a smaller version of the, the heavenly one and the dimensions are the same just smaller
0: Nate, and that's great clarification, and that's why we've titled our message Prophetic Temples, because we want people to have an understanding that there have been various temples in the history of Israel and the Jewish people. And the Bible prophetically oftentimes speaks about events that have not occurred yet. And here Ezekiel is talking about an event that is yet future. And it kind of reminds me, Nate, in uh, the time of jesus, matthew chapter twenty four, Verses one through three. There was also an elaborate temple at that time, and the Lord predicted what would be the end of that temple. Uh, so, uh, in Matthew chapter twenty-four, verses uh, one through three, it's a familiar passage uh, for for many, but maybe there's others that are not familiar with it. But it also speaks about uh, this amazing temple and also what Jesus predicted would happen to it. And he says this: Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him and call his attention to its building. And they said, do you not see all these things? He asked. Truly, I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. And Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives and the disciples came to him privately. To tell us, they said, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And of course, Nate, this was a reference more to, a. Uh, herod's temple but nevertheless we see another prophetic event here
1: absolutely yeah Uh, jesus was prophesying not only the destruction of the physical temple but of himself and he would be destroyed and he said in three days he would bring the temple back well he wasn't talking about the building per se he was talking about himself as the temple of god Uh, when we're saved uh, as christians we don't need to go to jerusalem and sacrifice animals in the temple to cover our sins no our sins have been forgiven forever by the blood of jesus christ and when we put our faith and trust in jesus his blood covers our sins and then so we are found not guilty and we are not destined to hell anymore uh the holy spirit comes in and dwells in us and so we become temples of the holy spirit fascinating huh so oh, yeah. yeah
0: go ahead Oh, no, I was going to say, I'm so glad that you shared that as well, because the word temple is oftentimes used in the Bible differently. Sometimes it speaks of our bodies. As you mentioned, Nate, our temple, our bodies being the temple of the Holy Spirit is a place where God dwells. Here, when they will offer sacrifice or when they will worship, God had a physical temple for them to be able to do so.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we're we're definitely talking about uh, well, um, the raising in three days is obviously because Jesus was dead and buried for three days and then resurrected after that time. But the temple wouldn't see its dest- the second temple, I should say, wouldn't see its destruction until 70 AD when the Romans destroyed Jerusalem. Uh, but that, again, that's not what Ezekiel is talking about here in chapter 40. He's talking not even about the third temple, which will only be up briefly during the Antichrist time, but the millennial temple when Jesus returns and rules and reigns on this earth. And he uses, unfortunately, I, I do like the versions that actually take the old measurements and then give us modern. For instance, when it talks about a cubit, right? Well, what's a cubit? We're modern. It's 21 inches. That's the royal cubit. So, uh, and then a hand's breath. They actually used to back then, they would take from your pinky uh, tip to your thumb tip and spread it across. And that would be a measurement. And that's a hand's breadth, uh, but everybody's hands are different sizes, you know. So it's amazing that anything fit uh, it, when they use that type of measuring. But we see here from the measuring angel that shows up that he's got tools for proper measurement. So uh, clearly they built the the pyramids what over four thousand years ago, and they all the stones fit perfectly. So they had solid measurements, but they were different. So I do like the versions better that give us the, the modern translated. measurements it's kind of easier to understand
0: nathan and i am in full agreement with you we 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 love the bible all the different versions but we also like the ones that just make it a little tad easier for our listeners (laughs) especially if they're not very familiar with the word of god they're probably thinking what is a hand breath (laughs) absolutely and that's why we want to encourage those of you that are part of our program. Hey, don't get too uh, discouraged as we make our way through uh, chapter 40. It is an exciting passage and the details here. Nathan, the Bible says not one jot or one tittle uh, of God's um, uh, verses uh, will pass away. But everything that is written in there is important. And I like to be able to uh Uh, have a better understanding of the word of God. And I know a lot of people, sometimes they try to skip through certain passages of the Bible because they find that others are more exciting. But I think that when we take the time to ask the Holy Spirit to show us uh, his word, he will reveal to us a lot of things, even as we read passages like this that have to do with the structure of a temple. Sometimes people say, well, I'm not a carpenter. Why should this interest me? Well, because all the details in the Bible are important, right, Nathan?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And so I pulled up a different
1: version here, the amplified version. And so in the angel's hand, he's holding a measuring rod of six cubits long. Luckily, this version says that is 10.2 feet. So there you go. (laughs) Uh, That's exactly what we're talking about here. But I I tell you, it's fascinating because, you know, here we got a temple, but it's being measured by an angel. And Ezekiel seeing an angel that doesn't look like just a normal man. He glows like bronze. I mean, he entered, he's he got this energy, and he's glowing. And so this must have been pretty terrifying for Ezekiel to see. Uh, but it's also kind of funny because you have this blue-collar angel who's out there. He's like a carpenter. <laughs> you know, he's doing the mountains, and he's a surveyor. He's surveying the lines. And you're right. It's pointing to something far bigger. The fact that there will be a millennial temple where Jesus Christ ruling, reigning over this earth uh, is kind of dull as is to read about all the measurements of this temple. The fact that there is a temple is something to be excited about. Right.
0: Well, Nathan, yeah. And, and again, you know, when we look at prophecy, again, one of those references in the book of Revelation, chapter 11, again, John in, 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 as they were talking about the, the temple in the time of the, uh, the, the tribulation, uh, in chapter 11, verses 1 and 2, again, as you talked about the measuring angel, it says there, verses 1 and 2, Then I was given a reed like a measuring rod, and the angel stood, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God, the altar, and those who worship there. But leave the outer court, which is outside the temple, and do not measure it, for it has been given to the Gentiles, and they will tread the city underfoot for 42 months. So there is, again, here we find, Nathan, the importance of measuring, giving you depth and width and height so people have a better understanding what we're looking at. Right.
1: And bear in mind, in context, the book of Revelation is talking about the third temple there, not the millennial temple. So Ezekiel is giving us the the details. And, you know, folks, it's 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 uh, nine chapters long. So uh, Vic and I don't think we're going to read verse by verse here through everything. But uh, again, it's not the measurements, that's although it's fascinating that as small as the tabernacle was and then the first temple was bigger and the second temple even bigger well, this millennial temple is going to be massive. I mean, if you laid it over Israel today, it would take up pretty much Jerusalem. It's, it's that big. So uh, when Jesus rules and reigns over the earth from Jerusalem, his temple, his throne room, his, his seat of his, his power is just going to be awesome to behold. So what we're reading now, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you are going to see that one day.
0: Nathan, that is fantastic, and what a great word of encouragement uh, you, you were just sharing with individuals, because a lot of times, people think that these things don't have relevance, and they actually do. I remember, Nathan, when I first started reading through the Bible, especially the Old Testament, and I was reading about the tabernacle, and I I really had no understanding uh, what that was all about, and I found it so boring. I'm like, what is all <laughs> this? <laughs> now. Yeah. Mind you, some people are good at mathematics. I'm not that great at mathematics or measurements. So when I was reading through the Old Testament, I found it to be so boring. But you know what, Nathan? I prayed about it, and I asked the Lord to help me understand why these things were were there. Uh, And and it's not like we're an architect and we're going to build a building, but some people are. And God speaks to people in different walks of life. And I'm sure if there's an architect or someone reading through this, they're probably fascinated to be reading these things that we might think is boring. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: And you know what this is, is this is Jesus taking his victory lap. You know, he's like, ha ha, I've won. I'm gonna show you what my temple's like and I'm gonna give it to you in excruciating detail. And you know, I was like, that's wonderful. Cause we know that Jesus Christ wins. He All this evil that we're seeing in the world, it's not gonna last. Jesus will return, he's gonna defeat evil, he's gonna throw Satan in a pit, and he's gonna rule for a thousand years from his kingdom and his throne, and he, if he wants to give us it in great detail, uh, let him, because uh, this is a victory march right here.
0: Well, Nathan, and I think what, what one of the things that you and I uh, have an opportunity here to do is to encourage our listeners to, to take time to read through the Bible. Uh, make this a, a homework assignment And uh, folks can start reading chapters 40 through 48 uh, as we will be pulling some aspects of the temple. And like you said, we might not go through the whole thing verse by verse or uh, uh, verse by verse because some of it, honestly, people can kind of glance at what we're talking about. But we do want to encourage them to take the time and read through it. Maybe this is the first time that anyone has actually read through the book of Ezekiel because they have been following you and I doing this as a chapter by chapter, verse by verse, and they're excited about it. Well, we want to encourage you, keep the excited the excitement going, continue to read through it and ask the Lord to speak to you. And I believe the Lord will do just that. So Nathan, again, you and I, uh, like I said, we've been reading through the Bible for many years and have a little bit of a better understanding. But it doesn't mean that God still doesn't speak to us something fresh and new, even through these scriptures, right?
1: No, I think we've proven that as we went through the historical uh, aspects of the book of Ezekiel, where the Lord explained for many chapters why, why he was sending the Jewish people in exile. He made a case like the lawyer and said, these are your sins, they're grievous. You know, uh, you're, you people have become worthless to me as examples of, of a relationship with Yahweh God. So I'm going to exile you and I'm going to bring a believing remnant back. He's going to do the same thing as we read in the Gog and Magog War in chapters 38 and 39. He's going to bring a believing remnant back. And he's going to, after the tribulation, populate the world with only, isn't it amazing, at the beginning of the millennial kingdom, only believers will be on this earth.
0: Praise the Lord for that. And Nathan, speaking of believers, you know, everything in the Bible points to Jesus. The temple points to Jesus. The structure, everything points to the Lord. And it's it's, it's it's part of evangelism, and that's the reason why we do these programs. Because maybe you don't have a relationship with the Lord, and you might be wondering, well, what does this have to do with me? And maybe the Lord has gotten your attention right now because you have not given your heart to God, and God wants to live inside of you. His Holy Spirit wants to live inside of you, take residence in you, and you could be that that temple that we're talking about. That uh, that your body will become the temple of the Holy Spirit. But that only happens when you invite the Lord in to be able to do just that. And maybe you have contemplated a relationship with God. Maybe you wonder uh, if God can come and live inside of you. And the answer is absolutely. And all you have to do is open up your heart and invite him in. And God is a gentleman. If you invite him, he'll come, but he will not force his way into your life. And Nate, I know we only have about a minute left to the program, but maybe there is someone there who wants to start this relationship with God. He wants the Holy Spirit to come in and dwell them and live inside of them. Would you be able to share with them how they can start that relationship even right now? Absolutely.
1: Well, it sounds a little frightening uh, that we become temples and the Holy Spirit dwells in us. Are we possessed? No, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is that we live in, with our fallen sin natures, uh, the sin natures that are in rebellion against God. And so the just punishment for our sins is eternal death and hell. But God didn't create humanity to go to hell. He wants to redeem those who want to live with him forever. And the only way that was possible is for the perfect man, the perfect son of God, Jesus Christ, to die on in our place. And that's exactly what Jesus did. He was crucified on the cross. He was buried for three days, but then he resurrected from the dead. And by Jesus beating death, when we put our faith and trust in Christ, Our sins can also be forgiven because we now have defeated death. And to keep us on the right track, God gives us his spirit to dwell in us, to guide us to make the right decisions. Now, we're sinners, we're fallen people. Until we get our glorified bodies, our eternal bodies, we are going to be fallen people. But the Holy Spirit holds us back and puts us on the right track. And the only way that happens, again, is when you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. If you haven't done that yet, Then turn to Jesus in prayer and say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I've been in rebellion against you. Please forgive me. Lord, I love you and I want you to be the Savior and Lord of my life. Jesus will forgive your sins. The guilt will be washed away and you will inherit eternal life with him
0: and we say praise the lord nathan thank you so much for sharing that and if you have trusted in christ wherever you are reach out to us you can call or text 305-992-9537 we would love to give you a bible and a study guide so that you can grow in your relationship with the lord and we encourage you find a good bible teaching church become part of that church and grow in your knowledge of him and we celebrate with you you come into jesus christ and that's why we do this program so nathan again thank you so much for sharing that because i know the people out there are being impacted, and the Holy Spirit is working uh, in their lives. Amen and amen. Praise God. And of course, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. We thank you all for being part of today's program. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Have a wonderful week.